Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, right. Here we are, guys. The first official show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, of the MVM show. Welcome, everybody, today. Glad you guys joined us. I'm here with my co-host, Thomas, and my dad, Larry Headings. We're going to talk about some uh, crazy hunting stories one of them being the mountain lion. I don't know if you'd call it attack or what you want to call it. There's, we'll we'll get into that here in a second. But appreciate you guys listening in. The first one, um, we we got so many topics we want to talk about. We want to talk about military. We want to talk about big game hunting, waterfowl, and talk about training dogs. We got lots of big guests lined up for the show. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. We're gonna get right into it. Uh, so. We're trying to go back, and we're we're sitting around with some coffee right now. We want to make this very um, kickback, laid back. And like I said, Thomas is the co-host here, and will be. So, uh, what, how do we want to start this out, Thomas? <clears throat> I think we should just start back to when Dad first started elk hunting and what got him into it originally. Yeah, we'll get into the mountain lion here in a little bit because mm-hmm. there's a lot that leads up to it. But I mean, like, what what made you? Because th- I'll tell you guys right now the. The reason that this mountain lion thing happened was because of the elk hunting. So, yes, Thomas is totally right. Let's Okay. So, basically, I'm 63. Uh, Thomas, he's 25, 26 this month. Titus is 35. And so, uh, one of the most exciting times of my life was to hear the stories when my family, when my dad and older brothers would come back from their elk hunting trips. And back then, they always rifle hunted. But my first real, I guess, passion for elk hunting actually happened when my dad took me to a, uh, a, it was basically a a big picture show, and it was Gordon Eastman, and that was the dad of Eastman's journal. And so, anyway, uh, we went there, and the the movie was all about elk hunting, and it's just something about it, just, I loved it. Where was this picture show at? In Oregon, in a... I don't even know what like the a build- drive-in theater. No, or no, no. It was theater? no, not at all. It was just some facility. A lot of people were there. A lot of outdoors people, hunters, and they came there, and you know, because Eastman, mm-hmm. Gordon Eastman, and uh, so anyway, that's, some, that, that's that Eastman's journal, right? Is right. That the same. Was that it's the, his dad, the okay. guy that yeah. So anyway, um, he put on the the movie, and it was just something about it. It was just. The main thing that I really liked the most, I would have to say, is just the the, the bulls in the rut. 
hearing them bugle. So that's my number one thing I like to hunt, period. And so I, I really, you know, had a passion for that. When as a teenager, we started going with our family, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, take trailer houses over to uh, near what they called Yakaya, Oregon. And it was a big family thing. And I mean, during the day we played football and baseball and but during the morning and the evening, we'd go rifle hunting. And so, you know, it was a big thing to me. And so, I'm, you know, I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. I, I probably uh, uh, had so many opportunities that were really close. And so what I decided I'm going to do is I'm going to start eliminating little things that kept me from getting or being successful. And uh, really because elk are in the rut uh, during archery season, that's – what I started doing really is rifling. I mean, archery season. And so my first bull was with my bow. And so pretty much that's all I do is archery hunt now. How many years was it that you were hunting before you actually <laughs> shot a bull? Oh my God. I, uh, let me see. I was probably in my, actually in my thirties, probably before I finally got one. I can't even tell you right Cause, now. Cause you start, was it you and Greg that started together yeah. or did you start by yourself? N well, I was doing it when I was in Oregon, but then... Right, but like archery was your... Mm -hmm. Was that so, the first time? So when I moved... No, no, no. Hmm. I archery hunted a lot before. No, I meant like archery for elk. Was that... when Did you guys start together or kind no. of separately? I had already been doing that. Greg had... He was from Pennsylvania. I was from Oregon. I, I archery elk hunted, and he had never elk hunted for, you know, elk at all. And so anyway... I had a company, and he was my foreman, and then we ended up going up to Oregon. I said, well, we got to go elk hunting. We went up to Oregon, and, uh, you know, we took horses, and, and uh, we had a lot of close calls. had a lot of experiences that are un unreal stories. And uh, But anyway, yeah, he was with me when I got my first bull. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. you got to tell us, I, and if this is jumping around, it's one thing, but you got to tell us the rat story. <laughs> where was that at? <laughs> okay, so me and me and where Greg, was that? That that was at a place called Hat Point, dropping down into Hell's Canyon. What in, a name in Oregon. Yeah. And so anyway, <laughs> the first year we went in there, uh, we would you, we would actually use our binoculars, and we seen a lot of elk down in there. And so uh, at Hat Point, there was a place where it dropped off down in there, and. Uh, Back then, there, you know, we didn't use GPS or anything like that or Google, you know, Earth or anything like that. And uh, so we went down this trail and uh, ended up finding a, uh, a cabin down there that was a uh, cabin, I guess, for people that got lost. Mm. <laughs> and the door was open. And so that was the place that we stayed and uh, had some really amazing experiences with elk that year. Never got any. And then the next year we went back there. I don't know. It might have been two or three years into it, but um, that cabin was kind of abused and neglected. And uh, what happened is uh, we uh, actually slept in this cabin, took our food down there and, and the stoves and stuff like that. But um, in the middle of the night, uh, we would get woke up by a, we couldn't see them, but we thought they were rats and they were loud. And uh, so kind of a crazy story. It's almost kind of embarrassing. But anyway, we, t we took pepper spray. <laughs> and uh, what happened is there was a big old hole by the uh, wood stove. 
and uh, Greg laid on the floor in a sleeping bag, and there was kind of a bench there that I laid on. And in the middle of the night, I heard Greg hollering at me, Larry, Larry, Larry. And he was having a dream he was playing football because he used to play for the local college. And uh, what it was, it was a pack rat. And it was running on the floor by his head, and it would go down in that hole. So we decided we're gonna uh, we're gonna pepper spray that thing, and we shot pepper spray down the hole, and that cabin got filled up with prep pepper spray. So we're like running out of the cabin, and we're laughing and coughing, and anyway, that's kind of a little bit about it about that story. So. Yeah, it was uh, pretty amazing. Had we, a, that's funny because we obviously didn't learn our lesson because me and you did the same thing with pepper spray, and I remember running outside choking. Yeah, too. So I don't know yeah. how we. Didn't. I don't know because <laughs> you went down there too, multiple times. Yeah, well, least, I mean, I shot a cow. I don't know how many. Yeah, I shot a cow. Remember that time? Yeah, it was with a bow. Yeah, right. There. I remember that. Yeah. Well, th- I have a story about that one. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting there. I don't. How old was it? That wasn't the mountain lion year, was it? No, no. Huh. Okay, so I'm sitting there, and let's just say, Dad, as a child, put the fear of God in me that <laughs> whatever he said to do, I listen, no matter if it caused <laughs> to go to the bathroom myself, to poop myself, to be, whatever it is. But Dad said, "Stay." I don't know how old was I. I would say twelve. No, you were not. No, you were. I was younger. You were younger than that. You were seven, eight, nine, something like that. Was I? Mm -hmm. How many people dragged their nine-year-olds down to a place called Hell's Canyon? Now, yeah, no kidding. And we actually remember we had horses, right? Yeah. And so we remember we chased those elk. Uh, We chased them. We we rode down that one trail down in Hell's Canyon, and we chased them all day long, and we got into them real heavy. Mm-hmm. But I never got a shot. And then on the way back to the cabin, come remember run. they come yeah. out of the canyon, come running across. Literally, I wish I if I had a GoPro for that, I'd have a million views on that video. Yeah, do you remember the sparks flying off their hooves? Uh, I don't remember that, but I know nighttime. I could have jumped on one. Literally, I literally no, could. no, the horses, the horses when we're walking the trail. Oh yeah, and their horseshoes on the rocks. Made well, I'm up. saying when those elk come down the side of the hill between literally. Yeah, we chased in and them. around us, and yeah, I we ran after them on the, with the horses. I literally, could have took mm-hmm. like an Indian and just jumped off with a spear. Literally, <laughs> yeah. But what I was saying earlier was, as we were in these elk, and you told me, "Stay right there, don't move." Yeah, I'm gonna sit there, and because the bull was bugling, the I don't know how many cows there were or whatever, mm-hmm. but you got in right on them close. I stayed there, and I remember I had to go to the bathroom so stinking <laughs> bad. I was I. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel better that I was only nine years old because I don't. I think remember crying. I don't think you were nine. <laughs> I think you were younger than that. You think? I don't think. I don't think I went down there that young. I mean, I've seen those pictures. You're you're not more than nine, eight or nine, seven, eight, nine. No, well, maybe, but I remember I I had hurt so bad because I had to pee so bad, and I was afraid that the smell of my urine was gonna spook these out because dad's. I literally this was just going through my head, uh, no, and I was I totally crying. I was literally. I started crying in excruciating pain, <laughs> and uh, I finally got to the point I just went, yeah. and I well, don't remember. Did, and I never heard that. I don't know if I went in my pants. I can't remember now. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dramatize the story. I literally, if I remember right, I think I went in my pants. Maybe not. I hundred percent believe that. Yeah, just because you know, yeah. you know how it is. So yeah. Anyways, dad. <laughs> <laughs> da- anyways, dad ended up killing. 
this cow elk because it was a you can get the cow tag, bull tag comes the same, right? Right, right. How big is a bull got to be? Was it had to be five points or was it just spike, no, right? No, no, spike. Anyways, he shot this cow and it was awesome. I mean, and that was, I think that was the first, I thought that was the first picture I ever took where we hold the heart. Yeah, yeah. And act like we're biting into it. Right, we, right. we always ate the heart that night just to prove our manhood and that we're savages, but. The famous you, heart picture. Yes. Yeah. Do you, re- do you remember the, as I'm cleaning that cow, uh, that we heard a sound out there. I mean, there was bear in that area too, so we never did see it or anything. But it was getting close to dark. Yeah, and because we were, it was good. Like we had gutted it. Yeah, we were gutting it. You, and, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, we were thinking about that too. But we stayed in the cabin too, right? Yeah. And then what we did is I we, only stayed in there. I think when we went down there to Hell's yeah, Canyon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's right. Just for anybody that doesn't know, that's like right below that again is the Snake River. So right. That's, I think that's the deepest gorge in North America, I do believe. Oh, is it? Close to it. Yeah. Yep, so Snake River. But anyway, a lot of good times down there. But uh, what the bad thing is, what happened is they started having fires later on, so that's kind of why we, Stop in that there. country, and so we stopped going in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's one of many stories. Yeah. So, Thomas, how old were you? <clears throat> I was sitting here trying to remember my first elk hunting trip. Did you go to Hell's ever go to Hell's Canyon? I, I we drove there, never hunted there. Right. I think we were hunting You went with my brother, me and my brother. That was the year I think you got bucked off. But I I think we drove over there. Maybe it was a different year, but we, we went there and looked around but never hunted. Yeah. We actually hunted in uh out of Joseph, Oregon. Oh <clears throat> it might be uh in Colorado, uh, in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember too much about that story. I went, I think there, to, it was I went a, there to do business, yeah, and then the guy that was part of my uh, team, he took us on an elk hunting did trip. Did you buy property that trip? Is no. that what that was for? <laughs> but you did buy property in Colorado somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, I did. Uh, you got your truck, the road fell out from underneath us, <laughs> and your truck... I wasn't there on we that, was I? No, <laughs> no, that was me and Thomas. Dad bought some property in Colorado, but I don't, I don't think that's... Yeah, it was Yeah, there. San Luis, Colorado. <clears throat> Colorado. Yeah, so we're driving around on this high mesa, and Dad's got a nice, brand, pretty new Ford diesel lifted, six-inch lift. Is that the gray one 35. or the silver one? Silver yeah. one, yeah. We're driving around in these roads... On this mesa, just literally go every way. It's so easy to get lost. It's like there's no rhyme or reason to the roads on there. But we're driving around, and somehow the road <clears throat> got washed out, and Dad's back passenger tire just went into the deepest hole <laughs> imaginable. And that the front end of that truck on the driver's side was probably lifted a good two feet off the ground. <laughs> Oh yeah, I seen that picture. And uh I remember seeing yeah, that picture. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool looking picture, but the problem is nobody is up there. So somehow we got a hold of the owner of the whole Mesa. Right. A guy actually owns that. And uh he had to get a some kind of a uh grader or a great all yeah. and come pull us out. Yeah, that cost I think me five hundred bucks. <laughs> he wouldn't even yeah, he needed to make some money on that. But actually how that happened 
uh, I was driving along on that dirt road or slow, and I felt the, I felt like the road was dropping out from underneath me, so I gunned it, or my front would have went into the hole, because what it was is kind of a little ravine where the water washed out, mm-hmm. and so when I gunned it, I made it through it except my back back tire, my right side. Mm-hmm. So we were pretty stranded. But remember, we had to do a little bit of walking. I don't think we had. Yeah, we and I was gonna say, was cell phones real uh, handy? I don't then? think not, we had cell really. service. Oh no, no, no! Remember the sheriff, the deputy sheriff? Oh yeah, he came to pick us up. Oh yeah, we had a ride in the, uh, in a sheriff's in the back of a sheriff's vehicle to get out. Yeah, remember to get gone, to town to call. Yeah, because yeah. it was San Luis, Colorado, and he it was later, it was dark, and he took us to some little place mm. that was open so we could get some food. Yeah. We were and hungry. You re- yeah. Didn't he give you some elk we, spots, too? I don't even like, think we he... had a flashlight. I think we were walking yeah. in the dark. Yeah. I don't even know how we got a hold of that sheriff. God, they must think I'm pretty lame or something. <laughs> <laughs> Every Anybody that's listening no, to this. I think anybody that's <laughs> done no. some real hunting yeah, has was, their own stories. Exactly. Yeah, so... I was just thinking. Of, uh, well, anyways, go ahead. There with was your wild story. horses on that mesa oh, too. Oh yeah, totally. Mustangs, right, or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So remember the airplane flying over the mesa and what the sh- the sheriff said. Oh yeah, maybe we shouldn't dr- talk about that. <laughs> there's well, a, I don't remember a, hearing this story. A drug operation going yeah, on that they knew liter- about. Literally every night he said this was a sheriff <gasps> said every night this plane would fly over the mesa, fly low. Oh. Drop-offs. Drop-offs. And he said you would see a bunch of headlights come there and then take oh, off. And they weren't they were not allowed to go over there. The sheriffs were. They paid the sheriff department off. Obviously. They weren't allowed to go over there. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. So, anyway. Yeah. Wow. You ended up selling that property, right? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. No, I still have that. I you do? Have, I still have that. What? Mm-hmm. I thought you sold that a long time ago. No. Oh, wow. Actually, the story behind that, you want to hear that story? How I even bought that? Me and your mother had went to a convention in North Carolina, and on the way back from North Carolina in the plane, she showed me a, a book or a, you know, a magazine, and in that magazine was the picture of this property in, in Colorado, and it had the guy in a pickup with an elk on the back. Perfect bait for you. And yeah, exactly. In, in the magazine, right? In the magazine. Yeah. And I, she showed me this. Now, why she showed me, I'm not sure, but anyway, she showed me this. <laughs> yeah. And she, and it said in there, uh, uh, "We'll pay your food. We'll pay your lodging. Just come look." And so we did it. Now this was September, probably ninth uh, or tenth, that we went there. What happened on September 11th, 2001? Yeah. Well, so what happened is we were in the lodge, this uh, right by this uh, reservoir. And uh, anyway, I got up in the morning and the TV was on. And I looked at the TV because I had a rental car to go to this spot. I looked at the TV and I'm thinking, what was that movie? What is that movie? And what it was, it was the the planes gone into it was the national news, huh? That was the news. It was the national news. I remember it, Plains Day. Do you and remember so, where you were? I remember exactly where I, I was. I remember exactly where I was. You did, too. yeah. Were was, you with us over yeah, Cindy and Richard? Richard and Cindy's. 
Yeah. I'll tell you, I was sitting there. There was no school that day. No, we, I, I don't know. Let's see. Well, 2001. So I was, uh, I can't do math right now in my head. 16, 17. 18 years 17. ago. Yeah. And, and I was sitting in, were you sitting in there with Richard when he had that on and that came on and interrupted everything? We were literally just about to leave for school and mm-hmm. that came on, on the news and I was just like, devast- like it was devastating. Even mm-hmm. though I was just a kid, I was just like, well, I was 17, but I was like, this can't be real. Like it was like a bad dream. And it may, even though that's what's crazy about it is, is being that young, it seemed like it really uh, did affect me. It was so far away. It was on the other side of the United States, but it was just like, it felt like the end of the world to me. Like mm-hmm. it felt like some apocalyptic right, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And then, and I didn't, I, we were all depressed. I mean, me and Richie, we were just like going to school. Like, I can't believe this. We pulled up the school and yeah, they canceled school. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was sitting. I was yeah. sitting in there with him watching that news. What, what were you doing? I you was, doing? I think I was in the other room. Uh, I don't know if I actually went to school then. I think I was still homeschooling, but <clears throat> yeah, I remember I didn't really fully understand. I was still pretty young, but I remember seeing it and just not like even realizing what was going on. Like, yeah, that was the first time anything like that ever happened. You know, what but I mean? you knew something was wrong. Like right. you knew. Yeah. Huh. Like I've never seen planes fly into <laughs> right. skyscrapers. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, what's happening? Well, so you were like seven years old. Yeah. So what I remember about that, though, is, is okay, we got a rental car at Albuquerque, New Mexico, because where we were at is right outside of San Luis, Colorado, which is like the oldest town in Colorado. It's a little, little old town uh, in southern Colorado. And uh, anyway, when I got up and seen that, I just thought, what movie is this? And I looked at it, and I was... and I. And the guy that was there was ex-Navy SEAL that was actually in charge of that lodge. And uh, and he go, I'm like, what what just happened? He said, somebody just flew into the World Trade Center. And like our heart, my heart kind of sunk because the kid, you know, like you said, apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what's going on here? And here we are. Away from your kids. Huh? Away from your kids. Yeah, away from the kids. And so however far it is from California where we live to, you know, San Luis, Colorado, it was like the airports were closed down. Yeah. So I got did in you, that. Did you guys, you flew there, huh? Yeah, we flew oh, man. to Albuquerque. Uh, so I don't know this story. What did you do to get home? You drove home then. Yeah, I drove home. I took that rental heart. Like car. right away? Did you yeah, guys like right we, away? Yeah, like we left. Oh, like as wow. soon as I, you know, gathered everything together, we left. Wow. And we drove all the way home. And... uh but yeah, that was kind of a. I'll never forget that. Huh. Yeah. So, but anyway, I think Colorado's where we got lost too, isn't it? Lost. When we stay. <laughs> Dad doesn't get lost. I never. Yeah, get lost. never. Those he were just... his exact words. <laughs> yeah, we're not I've heard lost. The, I've heard these words myself. We're right as here. As we're sleeping out with nothing in a deer bed. Uh, yeah, remember <laughs> when we took the the camper and we oh yeah we yeah. parked well, that's it. After mom, mom that's, and Trin went. Yeah, but that's after we brought the property. So I, that was probably in, I would say that was like ninety eight or so. No, 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 that was, no. That was after. That was after two thousand one. I don't know when it was exactly, but I never got lost. I never get lost. <laughs> and I used to tell my mom. She would always go, 
he got lost. I go, I never got lost. I always, I know where I'm at. This is before GPS, okay? This so we just walked GPS. out into the woods. Right. We don't even have MapQuest at this point. <clears throat> and as you can see, I'm still alive. Okay, so with that, what Thomas is talking about and Titus, what happened is we'd never been in that area before, and it's a huge mesa and very confusing, like... Like, no, no references. No. Yeah, every, nothing to reference. Every sagebrush looks exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, it was getting dark. But I wanted to kind of scout out, so we took off. And uh, my our daughter, our daughter, and my my wife was at the trailer house, and so we get out there, and then pretty soon it was dark, and I you cannot tell which direction was what, and so I just found a little spot there and made a fire, and let Thomas and Titus cozy up around the fire Dude, all night long I I go while daddy o's keeping the fire going I, I love oh thank you thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> i love how he acts like we're uh cozying up i we had <clears throat> somebody I also got don't some, even remember that you were there he oh yeah totally yeah okay so you, you both guys, were napping no oh. you guys were archery hunting so it's dark poor innocent thomas is getting dragged I'm, around yeah, I'm like, which, whatever. I was like nine or so. Probably. But somebody had, you know, an emergency blanket, one of those tiny little blankets that are like tinfoil. I don't even know if they even do anything. No. No. They're like, yeah, they're like saran wrap or tinfoil or something. Yeah, uh-huh. And dad, <clears throat> since he got us <laughs> lost <laughs> and we're spending the night out in the sagebrush, he uh, made a fire and kept it going, but yeah, and so they were sleeping while I was keeping it going. Then we woke up in the morning, and the trailer house was like five hundred yards <laughs> over the hill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so but we, we got there, and somebody wasn't happy, right? We had a little camp out. Yeah, mother, and, mother deer, and mother deer wasn't happy. Mother bear was not happy. I don't think yeah. mother was a bear. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, she was kind of stressed out. Yeah. Yeah, she probably didn't sleep too much that night. Yeah. But those are the things you remember. Yeah. So that was kind of the start of it all, with you guys anyway. But um, good memories. But Thomas, the one with you when you were 11, that was pretty... Uh, well, you, I think you guys skipped the Motline story. That was a long time before I even came around. So t- Titus was 12. Yeah, yeah so I that was I know I was yeah, 23 I, years ago, so you were only like two or three. Yeah. Well, the mountain lion story you all have been waiting for. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, that was. We didn't go in. That we didn't go down into Hell's Canyon for that one. We were in Oregon, but we weren't in Hell's Canyon, right? No, we weren't in Hell's Canyon. We, and we met up with what's those twins' names? I'm not gonna say. Oh, but anyway, I I went to grades in Oregon. I w- I was. They were in the same grade. I was in. Uh, their their first name was Daryl and Farrell. Yeah, that's they all were I, twins. Yes, Daryl and Farrell. What <laughs> what names, right? Yeah, it's perfect though. Yeah, actually, but, I know a Daryl and I know a Farrell. But yeah, yeah Daryl and Farrell twins. They, that was that trip, right? Yeah, that was that trip. And they actually was one the one uh, his wife worked for Fish and Game up in Oregon. But uh, anyway, yeah. So we went there. Let's, yeah, let's get your get your story and your take on it, and then I can okay. My my uh, emotions. So basically, going to the spot, it was called Lightning Creek, which is real near Hell's Canyon, but it's uh, on. It was on top, right? Like we were yeah, like on, on the, top on the very top, on okay. very top. 
And uh, so what happened is we had our horses, Jay and Knight, and uh, actually Greg was with us. Greg was with us when we went there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because remember when— he was, Wasn't was he sleeping outside? No, he was sleeping in the camper when we came back and told him the story, remember? Then he went to the camper? Yeah. Because he didn't want to— No, no, well, he was blown away. You know how he can be, he can ex- be pretty expressive. But uh, what what we did, so anyway, we uh, it was archery hunting, and I was carrying, and Titus wasn't carrying. He was 12. And uh, anyway, so we rode our horses over to this one area that I'd never been to before, and I uh, got over there and tied up the horses and walked down. Uh, we were kind of up on top, and we walked down into a ravine. When we got to this ravine, there was a fresh elk sign. There was a trail, and uh, we actually c- crossed the creek and went up the other side, and there was uh, a heavily used trail. And uh, what happened is, I told Titus, I said, "Let's uh, let's be be real quiet. There's there's you know elk in this area." So, and did you mention the part about putting elk urine all over <laughs> our boots? Yeah, no, I Literally. didn't say I didn't say that. That was what we did. Is we would well it helped. Send, we would I spray mean, ourselves with elk urine. It was a reason. Cow and asterisk. Anyway, so um, what was crazy about that whole thing, though, and I'm thankful that happened. Oh, let me back up a little bit. Okay, I shoot with a release, and yeah. thankfully that year I practiced a lot. And uh, what happened is uh, the release that I used the day before we seen the mountain lion. There was some bad weather. Do you remember that? There was some bad weather, and the horses were acting up. And Jay was acting up. And I had the release in my hand, and I kind of thumped him on the head a little bit, back of the head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, it did something to my release. So we ended up going driving to Joseph. It was like 50 miles away. Is that how far? I was wondering how far. I remember that, though. Yeah, like 50 miles away. And, uh, and, uh, I ended up buying a release that I wasn't used to. Right. Because the one I had was more like a glove, and it was just yeah. like part of my hand. Mm-hmm. And this other one was just one that flopped around. A lot of people shoot with yeah, it Yeah, this now. is very key to the story. Yeah, it was big time. And uh, <laughs> so I wasn't really used to that particular uh, release. But anyway, so then moving on, when we uh, went down the ravine and we seen the sign, the trail, uh, I just no more got done saying... Titus, just be quiet. Make sure, and I said it whispering, but I said, "Be quiet." You know, there's, you know, might be elk in the area. And as soon as I said that, I seen a flash in front of me, and here's this mountain lion, about forty yards, and it stopped broadside in the trail. And it looked, you were behind me, and you looked at, you know, he looked at us, and he, she, she started walking towards us. Well, as soon as I had seen out of the corner of my movement, I'm thinking elk, mm-hmm. and I'm going for my arrow to knock an arrow, and back then I shot with aluminum arrows, and uh, I go to knock an arrow. Well, here's this here's this mountain lion right in the middle of the trail, and it's coming at us. Mm-hmm. But do you how rem- far away was it at that point? Like forty yards. Oh, it was when you first seen it. It was that far, huh? 
Well, that ain't very far. Well, I know, <laughs> no, yeah, compared to what it was at the end. Yeah, yeah. But, but I just didn't realize, I thought he was 10 yards right off the bat. Getting no, 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 like mm. 40 yards. But that She's all crouched down. Yeah, that's not far. But remember, here's the deal, though. When we first came into that place where we camped, do you remember some of the people told us there somebody else had an experience with a mountain lion? I don't remember that. Anyway, so anyway, I what happened is as soon as I seen that the mountain lion, I'm already not, I'm knocking up uh, my arrow, and she starts to come down the trail towards us and growling. And what happened is I'm I'm pulling back uh, my my arrow, and I bumped the trigger. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I had I believe five arrows. I'm pretty sure five arrows. And what happened is it just shot out maybe five yards in front of me. And, it, I mean, mm-hmm. time stands still when this is all going on because the mountain lion's still coming. She's just walking and crouching and growling. And it was a good trail, but then she got off the side of the trail. Remember that? Because she was kind of in yes. s- some Bush, like, bushy like stuff. Light bush yeah. coming through it, yeah. Yeah, but no, la- no leaves. And, I totally uh, that. and there was a tree right there. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I can literally yeah, to the I can left. literally see it in my mind's eye literally right yeah, now. To the left. In front of you was well, there was one to the right too. Yeah. And then the bush thing on the other side and she was right there. Yeah. But uh how close was she when the arrow well, dinked w- right in front of us? Well w- she was probably I don't know, maybe thirty yards at that time. I'm not sure, you know. She was coming towards us anyway. Mm-hmm. So I in your I mean it's like time standing still and in your mind you're thinking, yeah. what did I I w- there was no fear at all. None at all. Right. But it was like it was like, what did I just do? And I'm going for another arrow. And what I realized is that when I went to pull back, I had my finger in front, wasn't used to the release, and I bumped the trigger and it shot it out. So I knock another arrow, and meanwhile, she's still coming. But it's just like if you've ever seen a cat, like, growling or stalking something, that's what I was doing, ears back, teeth showing, growling. And uh, anyway, so I knocked another arrow. And there was kind of a – the trail, she was kind of coming down – wasn't super steep, you remember? But right. it, it no, was, it wasn't too bad. We were below it. Below, yeah. Yeah, and so what was kind of weird about this whole thing is the wind was in our face. You know, right? Yeah, when they're that. stalking you, you think that you know, uh, you know, she couldn't send us, but she's seen us. And uh, anyway, so what happened is, is I knocked another arrow, and by then she was no more than seven yards probably between five and seven yards, and still coming. And I had that arrow, you know, this time I made sure my my uh, finger was behind the trigger, and I was at full draw, and the only thing that went through my head is I was a little concerned about deflection of the arrow on the brush. Mm-hmm. And so you remember me getting down on my haunches? Like not, you know what? Now that you say that, I do remember, but I forgot about that. Yeah, I, squ- yeah, you kinda, I squatted. I stepped forward a little yeah. bit too. Yeah, I, w- I was squatted, but I stepped forward at the same time. So she's coming at me, and I'm stepping forward towards her, and she's up, she's up ab- above me, and I shot her, and it went right through her chest and came out her butt area. But I didn't know that till later. But anyway, when when I shot her, Literally went she jumped. Her. She jumped up in the air and landed right beside me. You remember that? Oh yeah. And so, and you were still crouched. Yeah, I was still crouched. It she happened. She basically that fast. almost landed on you. Yeah, exactly. I remember. I mean, I could I could touch where she landed. <laughs> yeah. But she landed and took off running. And uh, do you remember the big old blood spot right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a big old blood spot where she landed. 
And so uh, we had a little prayer meeting, I think, for like <laughs> two hours probably. Shouting service. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It really was. It was kind of a, it was an unreal experience. But then remember, we started tracking her. Well, yeah. And just to go back just a hair from uh, what my perspective before we went down the hill and started chasing her down into that, what do you call it? You want to call it a ravine or down to the yeah. river, like, creek bottom, whatever. Yeah, creek. Well, I actually almost bumped into the back of you when you first stopped because I thought too elk, like you seen an elk because uh, I kind of had my head down uh, walking oh, and yeah. I almost bumped into you and you stopped and I got you got this weird eerie feeling and I remember here on the ground I looked up and seen the mountain line right there and you grab an arrow and uh, I started pleading the blood of Jesus you know the blood but what's weird it was a straight up reaction it literally was just a straight up reaction that to come out of my mouth and yeah. i didn't and i'm not trying to say this but i i didn't like feel scared at the moment i think i can tell you some stuff afterwards that there was then i was but yeah. i think just like other things in life i've experienced that are close to near death experiences you don't really have time everything's slow motion like you said right. so you don't really have time to sit there and think about it until later and then it hits you and you're just like i almost you know died whatever but when when I looked up. I started playing the blood of Jesus. And I remember seeing your arrow just go bling like that. And I was like, it's over. I, I remember it's over. Like, you know, <laughs> what else do you say about that? And and then he, but but it, it's still at the same time. I mean, this isn't a matter of how many seconds, honestly. <laughs> if you really think about it. I mean, it felt like an eternity. I bet you it wasn't even a. Maybe 10 seconds. It, literally. How much adrenaline do you think shot into you at that instant? Well, I that's mean. Fi- that's fight I'm or sure, flight right there. Yeah, but I'm sure more shot into dad, you know, because he's, right. it's like not registering. Yeah. But I know what's happening. I'm 12 years old. I mean, I, I have enough. I've been outdoors since I was five. Dad, yeah. you've been taking me. So it's right. like when that happened, then he drew the other one. That thing, guys, flipped. It literally I don't know if it front flipped or back flipped. All I know is it literally like a cat. Yeah. Not saying I've ever shot a cat with BB guns or pellets, <laughs> but <laughs> if you ever were to, they do a lot of. <laughs> they, how long? They do a lot of flipping and twisting. How long between when you seen it coming towards you? How long did it take you to register what was going on? Like immediately. Like uh, no, how immediately. How fast was that arrow knocked? Oh, it was like I was in motion when I seen the motion out of the corner of my eye. Because you thought it was an elk originally. So, I thought it was an elk. so fleeing was not even a thought. Oh, no, not even. Well, that would have been. Yeah, there that would have been. There was no way. I'm just thankful that it didn't because the wind was in our face and it couldn't smell us. I was just thankful it came from the front because just imagine you got a 12 year old kid behind you. Right. And if that thing would have jumped from behind. Yeah, she would have picked me off. Oh, well, God. You how- busted her neck or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, that was. The, that was. I. I I, uh, you know, well, no, t- so, so then you hit it, it flipped, almost hit you. That was trippy. Like, yeah. And it, then, then she ran straight down the hill. Yeah. So and, she, yeah, and she, you started, like she, you said, that was just my perspective mm-hmm. of what I, it's crazy. Like I said, I could literally remember the tree, the trees, the plants, the ground, the angle of the slope. Like it's like, it's a picture because of it being such a major, you know, and I have a terrible memory anyways. 
Yeah, but I do remember you saying the blood of Jesus because we taught yeah. you that if you yeah. ever have a fear or do that, you know. Yeah. And so I re- I remember you saying that like probably twice, but then honest I to God, more <laughs> well, the thing of it is, it was just boom, boom, boom. boom. Yeah, but seriously, but you didn't hear it. Cause seriously, I don't know that I ever probably had that much focus in my life as far as actually focus, like no fear, but total focus on the spot. You know, when you're yeah. if you're an archery hunter. They always say, you know, pick your spot, and you focus on that spot. Uh, but uh, anyway, I was super focused. And it, you know what's so funny is that story has been told by a lot of people yeah. and passed on. Right. You can, I mean, from our church friends or whatever. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard different stories. Oh, it was in the middle of the air when you shot it. Oh, I yeah. Heard, I've heard that. Oh, yeah. It's been like— it's been, I kind of tried to straighten that whole story out one time <laughs> in front of everybody. It's like in, in the front of, I was in the front of the church and I was like, okay, this is how it actually was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't flying through the air when I shot it. And I kind of explained what I'm telling people now. But anyway, uh, so we, st- we, we were, pro- I would say it was probably two hours. We were going to, I mean, as much blood as there was, you know, it didn't seem like it would last that long, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, Did we, we really wait that long. I, it was, it was, I thought we only it, waited like an hour or something. Well, I no, I think it was more than that. But huh. whatever it was, we tracked it. And it was very easy. It wasn't a little drop here and there. It I'll lit- tell you this: I didn't really want to go. I didn't. I want to go find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when the fear set in. <laughs> well, do you? Re- I didn't want it. I was like, let's just go back to camp and go home. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember though? The thing ran right towards where the creek. Yeah. Which we had to go that way anyway because the yeah. horses were up on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so be better off tracking the blood and knowing where it's going than just randomly walking down and like yeah. jumping out of the bushes on us. Yeah. So the one. Okay, so let's count the arrows. There was an arrow went in the ground, then. I shot the one. That was two. Okay, and so then I knocked another arrow, arrow and right, and so we're gone down the, gone down the hill to the the creek, and you remember this the the uh, thunderstorm. Yeah, we were worried it was washing the blood away. It was starting to wash the blood away. Right? Well, what happened is it started hailing and snowing. Yeah, and so it was covering up the blood because the blood wasn't a little drop; it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking this thing's bleeding out. And so, anyway, what we did, it was coming down pretty heavy. It was an actual thunderstorm, but it was snow. And so, remember, we went underneath that tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went underneath the tree, and then all of a sudden, it, the clouds broke, and there was clear sky. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And then we started falling the blood, but the problem was there was half inch or, you know, whatever the mount was on the ground, and now it was starting to melt, and it was washing that blood. You remember that? Yeah. And so we were getting wet, too. And so remember looking in that one log? There was a hollow log, and I I wondered if that thing was in there. Yeah. So anyway, I finally said, let's just get out of here. Let's go over the horses. So so we start. There was a flat spot in the creek, and there was kind of grass in the creek. Uh Uh-huh. We, it, so we gave up at that point. At that point, we're done. I don't I'm, remember. See, I don't remember that. Yeah, because they couldn't see the blood anymore and uh, because of this, the melting snow. So anyway, we there was a flat spot, and that was an area we were going to cross to go back up the horses. As soon as I got to the edge of that creek, you remember the mountain lion jumped mm-hmm. out of the creek, mm-hmm. in uh, out of that grass, and you could tell its back legs were like not functioning, but it still moved super fast. And uh, do you remember it stopped? 
in front of this big log. There was a huge log that was laying uh, laying down. Yep. She was against it, right? Kind of leaning uh, against it. Yeah, she kind of had her. She yeah, her butt was directly to us, and her head turned around, and she was growling. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I would say I estimated she was about forty yards again. Yeah. And uh, so I knocked another arrow and I shot at it, mm-hmm. and I missed. And yeah. then she turned broadside. Yeah, so I did have five arrows. She turned broadside, and this time I shot, I hit her, and she started just like blood curdling. Yeah, screams. yeah, yeah, and uh, rolling, and you could hear the metal, <laughs> the aluminum metal. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like she was chewing on it, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. And then I knocked my last arrow, and when we went over there, she was laying on her side. I think she was, you know, pretty well gone. But mm-hmm. I put another arrow in her, like I don't know, probably. I don't even know, not even five yards or, yeah. you know, three yards or whatever. So. Yeah, I remember. That's a mountain lion story. That's the truth. How yeah. big was that mountain lion? Uh, it was a female, by the way, and uh, it wasn't nursing. You could tell it wasn't nursing, so I have no idea why that thing uh, came to attack us. It must have been hungry. Because yeah. there was no other reason, and I would say, I'd say she was probably eighty pounds, maybe eighty to hundred pounds, no more than that. I can't really say, but it was a female. Yeah, yeah. Not and real. so we did actually go back to go back to the uh, camper, and Greg was sleeping, and we we did uh, we showed him some results right of that mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. What was his reaction? How was he? I don't remember that. <laughs> was he freaking out? Uh, I knocked knocked on the back of the camper shell. And put the pawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg comes out. He's half asleep, and you know he expresses himself. <laughs> you know, That's quite funny. a bit. And uh, yeah, I think he pretty much flipped out on that. That's funny. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That's not the first time. People have been attacked by mountain lions. Oh, you hear no. about that guy that just oh, yeah. actually killed the mountain lion? Yeah. yeah. That attacked him, grabbed hold of his hand? Yeah. I think or his that. arm. I don't get why they're trying to make that guy sound like he didn't do nothing. It's it's like, it's got to be the tree huggers doing that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Have you heard that? What do you mean he didn't they're, do They're literally like trying to say that was all a joke. Like that was like a four, uh, 50 pound mountain lion. It's like, who cares if it was 40 pounds? Do you can you? Do you what see? doesn't matter? The proof is is on his I, hand and on his face. He's well, not. He's but because all the, it's the tree huggers trying to dumb it down and trying act to like say that it, that's not what he. Yeah, exactly. Not a big deal, right? It's like, it is a big deal. It, it's a try. A, try a five pound cat. Throw a five pound mean wild cat on you and totally. see what happens. It'll yeah. shred you. To shred you totally. No, that's a big deal. I that's think crazy. because that was a young cat. Obviously, he's really lucky to be alive, but. If that wasn't a full-grown cat, he'd have been gone. So why? What are they saying? How much that thing? Supposedly, it was a a younger, yeah, like but a like ninety-pound cat. That's or so. huge. Oh, t- big no, no, enough. No, no. Uh-uh. They said like forty or sixty pounds. Forty, fifty, sixty. See, mm. yeah. Who really knows? Fake the, news. The, still, fake the news. fact of the matter is, shark claws and sharp teeth been killed. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have a weapon. He should have been. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know the funny thing too. I, you probably maybe you don't remember this because uh, the next year you really didn't want to go with me. Yeah, I don't remember that. 
Yeah, but well, he didn't really want to go with me. And I think it was because of the mountain lion. I'm not sure. <laughs> but we went back to another, uh, back to Oregon and went to another, another uh, area. Yeah. And remember, uh, yes. we were in, <laughs> we, you could hear, as you could tell when elk are running and it just like, you could hear, don't, 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 you know, the sound, it was pretty loud. And coming from our right, going to our left, and there was kind of opening there. And uh, I bet you it probably wasn't even five minutes, not even five minutes, uh, that uh, a mountain lion was on the trail of that elk. Yep. I remember seeing her. Yeah. And or I th- him, whatever, from yeah. right to left walking. That yeah. was a big one, though, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that was bigger, and I think that kind of freaked you. But, <coughs> but um, yeah, so two years in a row. Yeah, and then never again. No. Since. Or oh, I've, I've, I've seen other mountain lions. Yeah. Anyway, so those are a few things, but uh, I don't know. By then, I don't know. So Thomas was like two or two or three. We went to Texas whitetail hunt together, all of us too. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a fun trip. Actually, yeah, was it was. I there, or were, was I worth the one you went on? Yeah, you. Well, you th- went a couple times. One of the times, I didn't, Dad shot there. that nice. Uh, Buck, white six tail. or eight point, whatever you want to call it. White, yeah, eight point. And you shot a, um, you shot a so buck you also. Were there on that but hunt. I, but I wasn't hunting. You didn't hunt that day. No, I, go I was not hunting. Oh, you weren't. Period. Yeah, no, I remember I just shooting that little spike. Yeah, or that was a little spike, was, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what Two happened. Three those antlers, but yeah, but that we got a, I got a coyote and a bobcat and a couple and that turkeys. Buck. And a couple turkeys all, all out of the same stand in the all same day. out of the same tree stand, which was a homemade one. Should have bought that property. Who, who immediately. Uh, pushed all those animals towards you, under? <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah, actually, what happened? This was the craziest thing because Titus Thomas was young and Titus was kind of young too. But uh, I happened to go to this one spot. It was like a clearing for I think a power went through there. And I happened to look up, and there was a homemade tree stand. So I climbed the tree stand. I had a 300 Magnum, and I put my gun across the arm, and a buck walked right through my scope. I just happened to be looking at my scope, where I had it placed, and I'm looking through my scope. And we're talking not even, I don't know, probably 60 to 80 yards away. The thing, they were in the rut. And it had its head down, and it was walked right through my scope, and so I ended up shooting that uh, that buck and a couple other things from that tree stand in that day. But uh, anyway, that was kind of fun. That was just one of the other. So, stories. do you remember the last year you went hunting with Dad elk hunting? Yeah, I think it was when I shot that five point right. Yeah, with my bow, I was nine. I think I was nineteen. For some reason, I know why that. I'm pretty sure I was thinking about that the other day, actually. But yeah, that I don't remember a lot of things. I have a horrible, like I said, I have a horrible memory unless it's something very dramatic sticks out to me. But was that a or- no? That was in Oregon. Yeah, it was. Was it was out of Joseph, Oregon? Okay. Mom, the end of mom, the road. M- mom and uh, Trin were at the trailer house. Remember that. Yeah, and uh, where was Thomas? He, he was there too. 
because I don't think I went hunting with you that day. No, no. What happened? It was just me and Titus, and and so the way we kind of hunt is if today is my day to shoot, then then you're doing the calling. And in this particular case, it was Titus's day to shoot, which I wanted him to get one anyway. And so we went to this one place. And it was kind of a new place, too, I think. Mm -hmm. Road 1, I believe it was. Anyway, so we went to this new place. And uh, let me see. Basically, what happened is uh, we kind of got on a trail. Remember that? And then what happened is we were kind of coming back over the mountain. Mm -hmm. And we we seen fresh urine. Remember? And And you were carrying. And... I bugled because it was fresh. I yeah. mean, fresh. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as I bugled, that bull bugled back. And mm-hmm. it, they were down over the hill, so yeah. the wind was coming up. So we were, came over the top, so the thermals had already changed. And so, oh, no, What before that what happened is we seen those cows, a couple cows take off down the hill. Remember we heard them? I remember that. Okay, well, anyway, a couple cows ran down the hill, and the bull bugled. Yeah. And so... I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going back up. I went up back further and got between a couple of trees and I'm like, knock an arrow, knock an arrow. And so he did and, and hear that bull come up out of the, you know, it was about three quarter, it was about a quarter down off the top out of the trees. And it just started coming right up towards him. And, uh, and then you're crouched down. It was perfect. And then uh, he would act like he's going to turn to his left, which would be our right. And I'm only probably, I bet you, 15, 20 yards from you. So I seen the whole thing. It would have been an awesome video. Yeah. But uh, I don't think you had ever shot anything with your bow before. No, but I. what happened was is when he did come up, he screamed like right there. Yeah. I remember playing his day as he bugled. Like right, I mean, it feels like it's when a bull bugles right in your face at like forty yards. It's so loud. It blows your drums. It's basically. like all you can hear. Yeah. yeah, and it it's crazy. And he was not forty yards, by the way. Either anyway. when I shot him, he was. Well, well, what I'm saying is that bull was no twenty thirty yards from you to begin with when he came up and he stopped and turned to the our right, his left. Well, I can just tell you, I know when I shot, I put up my 40-yard pin, and they went right behind his shoulders. Yeah, maybe that's why we didn't find him. He, <laughs> he, oh. he judged 40, and it was actually 20. Uh, well, look, explain to me why it went right behind his shoulder where it's supposed to go then. Uh, anyway, but anyway, it was De- perfect. Small details. I was proud of him. <laughs> no, I was small, proud. no small details. I was proud of the him. The guide actually sent us chasing after him too early, so the bull never died properly where he should have. No, no, that's not true. Yes, yes. We and waited t- one hour, if mm-hmm. you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. No. Yeah. We didn't wait an hour. Yes, we did. I'll tell you right now, I know we didn't, oh, because when I shot you him. The, you're the one with the terrible memory. You don't remember. No, no. I said I don't have a terrible memory when it's memorable. <laughs> We turned now. If we're gonna say you, you I missed shot, then we're gonna tell the true story here. No, no. Little known facts. Fake news. Daddy O has the true story. No, I shot him right behind the shoulder. You said good shot. He turned. He never even ran. He literally was staggering like he was gonna fall over. And we look at each other like he's gonna die literally right in front of us. He never ran off. He never spooked. He went like you know, kind of bumped, hunched, hunched when I shot him. He ca- casually turned. Started rock, walking to my right, and we're kind of like looking at each other like, I can't believe this bull is going to die. 
He literally was staggering like he was drunk. How far was he at that point? Well, once he turned, I mean, he's getting farther and farther, but he's walking away. He wasn't even running. He's staggering, going like like this, back and forth. And we're just like, yeah, you know, we're kind of like, this is, it's over, right? Like, we don't even have to, he's going to fall right in front of us. Well, he never did. He just casually walked out of sight. And we waited, whatever. To our right and down. <laughs> yeah. But and, but and when we did start tracking, it was unbelievable amounts of blood. Yeah. But check this out. This is, this is a good pointer because... I think this is a hilarious. We, we must have not talked about this because yeah. I think this is funny that you're thinking a bad shot here because... No, no, no. I never said a bad shot. I said I was proud of you. What happened actually, though, is... <laughs> Is you I'm getting choked up? Yeah, <laughs> actually, because I it was like again, it would have been an awesome movie. It was in the open. He came out of the trees. He yeah. came up the towards the top of the mountain towards you. And if you remember, he kind of he oh. w- he was looking up ahead, and I could see everything, and he couldn't see me. And what happened is, uh, he would turn he would turn his head like he's going to walk to our right to his left. And I would cow call, and he'd whip right around and look at us. He did that a couple times. Remember well, that? Well, you know what? I forgot to say what I remember is when he was close there, I knocked at whatever. I had the you arrow had knocked, or knock. I knocked it, whatever. You had it knocked. But I, when I went to go pull up, I forgot to say this part, I was shaking so bad <laughs> that the arrow, the arrow was bouncing all over the no, 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 the front, literally bouncing, and it bounced all the way off. I had to re-knock the arrow. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was because I was literally just like, it was right there. He's forty yards or whatever he was, and I actually it. closer than that, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, so I re-knocked it, and then I shot, and it was like I calmed down after that first time. But the first, the first knocking of the arrows, I was pretty like, yeah, like too jack- when, jacked up. When the thing that's supposed to happen actually happens after all that work, it's a huge rush or big time. Yeah. So what happened then, actually, it was a perfect setup because he came in the open. But what it was is he was coming right towards Titus. And then after a couple times of me cow calling and him turning and looking, he he went to he started to go to his his left oh. or right. And so what it is, he started when you actually shot, what happened is he was kind he wasn't perfectly parallel. What he was is he was kind of angled down a little bit and so what happened is when you shot him you truly did shoot him behind the shoulder but because he was angled from what i believe happened instead of a like a double lung it was probably a single lung and so what it did is it it, it went through the one lung and probably didn't go out the other lung or you know, maybe clipped it or whatever but what happened is he did stagger he it was in the open we could see everything and then he just started kind of moseying down with his head down and kind of walking and then disappeared in the trees. And it was like, done deal. This this thing is going down. And so we, you remember us laying by that log? Do you remember that? That's what I'm telling you. It's an hour. We laid by that log. There was a log there where the blood and everything was. And we laid by this log because I wanted that just to wait. And we couldn't hear him drop or anything like that. So we were just sitting there and we're talking like, quietly talking this thing is gone remember that mm-hmm. there was a log there and we laid right by that log so give or take an hour or less but it was it wasn't it was close to it but anyway so we started tracking it and you remember plenty of blood plenty of blood right and so what happened is it was like to mention lung blood yeah full of yeah, bubbles. yeah yeah 
So, but remember the last spot where it was a lot of blood? You could tell he, he stopped. He laid down. Yeah, yeah, and there was a lot of blood. He broke over some small saplings, and mm-hmm. he was rolling around. Okay, so, so, so there was a lot of blood, and then the blood disappeared. Then what we did is we're like, what's going on? We looked around, and we didn't see him, so no sign of blood. Couldn't find any. So what we did is we went and got Thomas. Remember that? And we had orange tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so because he was facing to our right, his left, and kind of gone downhill, what we did is we scoured the whole side mm-hmm. of that mountain. We literally put spread out yeah. where we could see each other and went to our right all the uh, way over there and uh, taped it off so we knew where we were. You taped, I taped, Thomas taped. And then we flipped around, came back, went back to the same spot. And we did that all the way down the, the mountain. No bull. So, but later I thought about it, and this is a good lesson. I'll never forget this. What I believe he did is because you were shooting down, because he was down from you. When you were shooting down, what you did is you hit him perfect as far as the lung, and there's no way he would have got away. But anyway, what happened is the hole on the other side of the bull was where the blood was coming out once his cavity was filling up, right? Right? right, right. When he was walking to our right. What happened is the upper hole, what happened, though, is he must have turned. Mm -hmm. He turned. And now that he turned, what happened is the higher hole, which was on his right side, what happened is the blood hadn't reached there yet. And so when he turned, he went to back towards where the cows were down. And it probably just stopped bleeding for a little bit. Yeah. But just enough to lose the... Yeah, who knows how long. And so what happened is it dawned on me later, I should have should have went to our left, which because he must have flipped right there and went down to the left. Yeah, so that was a mistake. But, yeah, never had thought about I put a lot of thought in that, and that's how to be what happened. The higher hole, when he turned, the blood hadn't got there yet. So, yeah, that was kind of a drag. First first time, nice five point. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, what's the bucking off story that Thomas has been bringing up here? How much time do you have in this thing anyway? We got we got a few more minutes. We're okay. sitting in an hour right now. So are you serious? Yeah. Wow. We got to hear. I want to hear some Thomas and. So that was Oregon. I don't remember if that was. I believe that was after. Titus shot that bull. That oh we yeah, just it, talking was, about. it was. Yeah, that was. Um, I think he might have been. You weren't at home anymore. Maybe. I don't know. That was Oregon, but where well, how, where how at in Oregon? You were eleven, so ten. You were oh, twenty. I just got married. Yeah, you I was just about to get married. married. So, yeah. So what town was that? Joseph. Was it? Yeah. And so we went to that trailhead. I know. So that was that was the road one. And so do you rem- do you remember we set up a camp at the very <clears throat> what why trail. why did we go there anyway? I think we were hunting somewhere and not getting into anything, and we decided to make a move or something. I don't know. We always kind of because I, we hadn't been there before. Never been there before, but we always we always kind of just stayed mobile. Because if I went into an area and couldn't find anything, couldn't, there was really no sign. It was just too many people or whatever. I we would move somewhere. So we had never been. I mean, I'd been to Hell's Canyon a lot, and uh, this place was closer to Joseph. And so what happened is we made a camp right there at the trailhead. And, yeah, and we had the same two horses. We had Jay and I. No. 
We had uh, oh, you had Dean. you had uh, Molly that paint. Yeah, 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 right. And right, right. Uh, we borrowed oh, Dean's yeah, yeah. horse, that yeah. uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. Walker. Yeah, and Molly had she was still recovering from having a colt. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. weaned a colt off weaned her. It, yeah, so she wasn't a real happy camper anyway. But uh, so we set up that camp. I think we saw elk from that camp, right? No, from that trailhead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy ended up shooting a huge bull up on that one. Yeah. Okay, but Seven what, point, I think. what me and you did is we rode in on that first day. First day, we rode in probably, I think nine it was nine miles. Or, nine miles or something like that. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Or, uh, Molly, never been trail ridden, I don't think. Yeah, because I raised her from a colt, but I didn't do that. Any. And I don't know if Katie, that uh, the horse I was riding, had either. I don't, I don't remember that. Either because that was I, I remember trying to cross streams. Yeah, she was a Tennessee and Walker, right? And they were not having it. Yeah, so we dealt with a little bit of that. But the bottom line is where we rode back in nine miles. I remember some. It was shale awesome. Rock. It was awesome though. Do you remember how awesome that was I when remember. we got up at the top of the mountain and down on from the other side you could see all these box canyons and you could smell elk yeah you could smell elk from you the could top hear them and see them yeah you could hear them and see them <laughs> and they were in there big time yeah and uh do you remember uh i remember riding horn? back back there it was like nine miles and we were at the top of this ridge and you could pretty much look down on both sides and we we looked down this one side, didn't really see anything, and then we kind of walked over to the other side, and that's that box canyon you're talking about. It just it just was like picturesque. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if we heard or seen them. I think we saw them. We smelled them first. Yeah. You so we we kind of we moved further back in there, and I remember actually when we were working our way in there, we were we were following tracks and there was urine too oh yeah you that we were following like there was it was loaded with elk it and was nobody loaded. had been hunting there. loaded loaded there was elk remember glassing on the other side mm-hmm. and the, they worked their way up and over yeah but remember we there were they were in their thick and you they were in their thick mm-hmm. and and you could smell them there were sign everywhere and you could see them so that was the first day we went in there right yeah that was the first day we went in there but remember we tied the horses off and we walked down in there, and there was a creek there. Mm-hmm. And I, I ate think it. you dropped your I, bow or something. No, I ate it. I slipped on a rock. Yeah. And I mean, we I were went. in elk big time, and I think you left one of your calls in there, your bugle. I don't, I don't remember that, but I did fall like pretty hard into that creek. But that I think that was on the way back out. But mm-hmm. remember, we got in there, and you were with me, and and I'm bugling and. There was just elk everywhere. There was some pretty close, but I never did could get it. Could, I don't know if I was hunting yet. I couldn't get a shot. No, you didn't you weren't carrying yet. You didn't get it. I didn't get a shot and then all of a sudden they were they were done. Mm-hmm. Right? So we ended up going back up to the horses. Oh no, it started raining. It started raining. And so it it was pretty it was pretty done. Uh, and so we ended up getting on the horses. By the time we got back to camp, it was pretty well. Uh, we were pretty well wet. I don't think we had any rain gear with us. Uh, but anyway, the next morning is where the action was. 
And so do you Oh yeah, so day two. Day two. Um in the morning we're getting on the horses to ride back in there. Well yeah, but <coughs> we're all excited because we're in the elk now. You yeah. know, the ruts on they're bugling like crazy. Yeah. But do you remember what else? When we got up in the morning, major frost on the ground. It was oh, yeah, like clear, a crisp. Major and it was like a perfect day. Yeah. It was one of those days you just like dream of. Right. And, and so I don't think there was very many people in there either. No. Not at all. I there was nobody camping around us or parked over there. And so it was like a perfect morning. And uh so I put a small I put a small uh saddle pack on the back of Molly and uh we were gonna take off. It was first light. We were gonna go back up in there. Yeah, so we I'm on my horse at this point and yeah. I'm on the the road about to start the trail and I'm I'm watching dad yeah get the rest of his stuff together and he's getting on Molly. He's got his bow in one hand and he just put a saddlebag on Molly and he with <laughs> with one hand he reaches up on the saddle horn to get up on the horse and the other hand he's got his bow. And for whatever reason, as soon as he gets his foot in the stirrup and his leg just about over the horse, Molly just starts flipping out and goes like a literal buck and bronco. <laughs> like it's like we're at a professional rodeo. <laughs> like That's true. And so he's got his bow in his hand. He didn't even have a hold of the reins. And... <laughs> It's one of those things you don't really realize. Like, you can't believe what you're seeing is actually happening. So I'm, like, watching him getting bucked around, and he actually stayed on for a good <laughs> – you, you almost got your eight seconds in. Yeah, not <laughs> but, quite. Did you drop the bow? I don't think so. I, I don't remember, but he well, ended up getting thrown – and he was on the ground. So did he end up getting his leg over, or was he halfway on? No, he was on, and he was actually riding her for <laughs> yeah. a good five or six Eight or seconds. so seconds. Yeah, yeah. So and he, she's bucking through through camp. Yeah, she's bucking through our kitchen area, around our tent, oh our fire, our campfire. Yeah, our campfire. Knocking like she's over. going ballistic. Yeah, and he gets thrown. Over the front, yeah. over the top, over her front. And she keeps on bucking for probably another 10 seconds. I think, did you get stepped on or almost? No. What happened is when she threw me over the front of her, uh, what happened is the way I landed, I landed on my right foot. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I landed on my right <laughs> foot and my toes went back to my shins. <laughs> yeah, and so like I thought I broke my ankle. Yeah. And mm. it w it was unbelievable mm. pain. So luckily he didn't get like kicked or anything like well, that, but that she kept bucking. And so he's in pretty bad pain. Yeah. And, but he still wants to get back to where the elk are. So he ends up catching her. Gets back on the horse, and we end up riding nine miles back in there <laughs> to try to anyways, find. Anyways, even though that anyway, just yeah, anyways, to try to find these elk again, and we get back there, and his spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he so wanted to go after, but he's like, 
I can't do it. He couldn't even stand on it hardly. So we ride another mi- nine miles back out to camp, and he's like, "Let's go to town," because his 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 foot, ankle, and calf is like swole up the size of a watermelon. <laughs> like he, I don't even know how he drove back. I couldn't even drive at this point, and. Well, you were 11 years old. Right. I was only 11 years old. So Yeah, but what happened, this was like a key thing. I mean, that could have been one of those things that could kill you. Because when, what happened is when she bucked me off, I landed on my, like I said, the tip of my right foot, and it bent all the way back to my shin, and I thought I broke it. But before that, when that happened, she bucking over top of me. Mm-hmm. She's bucking over top of me, <laughs> and her back foot probably wasn't six inches from my face when she kicked. I mean, when she kicked, all I remember is seeing her hoof (laughs) in my face that close. I mean, if that would have hit me in the face, you'd been burying me, I'm pretty sure. But uh, so anyway, but what you said was true then. After I kind of collected myself, I'm hobbling, and I go catch the horse. She's lucky I never shot her. Uh, but anyway, I get on the horse. It's just killing me. But I was all I could think about is those elk. So we rode the nine miles, got to the very and top. You guys tell us if we're crazy that, for duck hunting, and that's where walking through the muck and the mire. That's yeah. where passion. Yeah, but we're talking eight hundred pound animal oh. bugling versus a little <laughs> ducky. That oh. just shows you that passion is everything. Guys, we'll yeah, we'll anyway. talk about that. later. I love to shoot things, but you know, anyway, that's another story. But. What happened is, uh, so we so go we, back to town. We get up to the top of that ridge, and you could see all the elk out there. Yeah, Again, actually, and when we got back to camp, we saw elk up on the hill where we yeah. were at too. So anyway, it was it was kind of a bummer. They were crawling everywhere. I thought I'm gonna go get some Epsom salts at Joseph and soak that thing. <laughs> and He's trying to fast track a recovery <laughs> so so we can go back to shooting elk. <laughs> Uh, praying over that thing and everything else. But anyway, it was pretty well gone. Yeah. And so what we did is we stayed in a hotel. I soaked that thing, and it, it was so swelled and black and blue. It's like I was so bummed. I was like, you know what? We got to go break up camp. So my oh, my foot's all jacked up. He's 11. We got uh, two horses. How far back in there were you? Well, I mean, where your well, camp we was. We were at the trailhead. The camp wasn't. We could get there with the truck to the yeah. camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. But it was the trailhead. So, but still, regardless. But you accepted we, the fact the, it, the hunt's it's, over. It's over with. And yeah. so we're talking our second day and a perfect, perfect hunt. And probably anyway, the best a dream hunt. It's I've been with you in. It's it's one of those things you would used to read in the outdoor life where guys would go and they'd go back into these, you know, box canyons and all these. It was like that. It was beautiful. It was awesome. There was a lot of elk, and so. I said, we're going to just have to go. I can't, I cannot do this. And so anyway, so after two days, we load up and we leave. And uh, so what was that little town we stopped in? <laughs> Shamalt. 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 So we, we drove, we drove, uh, you know, coming back there, we go down the Columbia River and then we turned on 97, went through Bend, you know, Oregon and, and we drove 97 on the way back to California, and we stopped at Chamolt. So, got this hotel out in a little hole in the wall. Podunk. Yeah, yeah. Podunk. Yeah, Half hole. a mile from nowhere. Yeah. So, what happened is uh, we left the horses in the horse trailer. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was kind of cold. 
but uh in anyway uh so in the middle of the night somebody started stomping in the horse trailer remember yeah yeah and so i get up crippled up i hobble out there put some hay in there for him and uh go back to the go back to the uh cat uh the hotel and what happened somebody started screaming and rolling around in agony <laughs> in the middle of the night yeah so what happened uh i knew what it was because this is the second time it happened oh leg cramps no Kidney stones. Oh, boy. Kidney stones. You just had a nice day three conglomeration Dude, of think about this kidney stones. So that was almost a that was oh, almost a miracle in a way because that. what would have happened if I'd have got kidney stones? Because if you've ever had kidney stones, trust me, you want to die. They say it's. I've had women doctors and men doctors say it's the closest thing. It's more painful than a woman giving birth. Right. Yeah, and trust me, it, it's very, it's extremely painful. Trust but, you, it is worth worse than giving birth. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's, it's pretty painful. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, Thomas is eleven, and this was the second time this ever happened to me. One time at home, and this was the second, so I knew what was going down. And I told Thomas, he's eleven. Get me to the morphine. No, I said, get me go, medic. Go to the, go to the, get the manager, get the manager. So anyway, in the middle of the night, he goes over this little hole in the wall place. Were you, freaking, were you freaking out, Thomas, being 11 like that? Like you thought Dad was going to die? I don't think so. Mom I tries mean, to act know? like I was, I was, but I, I wasn't really. I don't, I don't think, think you really acted. No, nah, not really. And know. actually, Uncle uh, <laughs> Uncle Gary, I was trying to remember what his name was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uncle Gary actually uh, came to the hospital. Well, yeah, but there's more to it than that. So what happened is... The manager comes over there. Well, this whole this ha- this town has no uh, ambulance, mm-hmm. so or medical facility. Yeah, at not all. at all. So what they did is he called some, I don't know, some kind of a ambulance service. Thing. Yeah, service that was like I don't know how many miles away. Finally, he gets there, and uh, you know, no morphine as you said yet. So. <laughs> Anyway, they drive all the way from Shamolt to Bend and took me to Bend Hospital. So that was a long ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, spent the, the night there. Well, what happened is my brother lived there, and so uh, yeah. So the next yeah, so they gave me some stuff that helped out, and uh, then what happened is my brother came there. I think we spent the night there, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I ended up driving home to California with a bung ankle that probably bothered me for two, three years almost. That thing bothered me. And uh and then uh and then uh the kidney thing. Kidney stones. Yeah. That's a double whammy. But as you can see I'm still alive. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that was kind of a messed up deal. That was a double whammy, that's for sure. Yeah. That sounds like stuff that ha- stuff that happens to me. I must inherit that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's bad luck. It just seems like yeah. timing's off sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, just doing it just ris- makes us bigger, better men. Oh yeah, doing risky stuff. Just you know, <laughs> a lot your of your wha- motivation for elk hunting is exactly what my motivation yeah. for duck hunting yeah. is. Stupid. I'm just wondering how many ducks it takes to equal 800 pounds. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I can't imagine. The weight matters. 
it's bigger and badder. <laughs> the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. This but, is true. Um, it's all fun. Yeah. I mean, I took you duck hunting when you were a little kid, too. Yeah. You, you nine years old. I was nine when I first time. Yeah. So. I was wearing a purple jacket. Yeah. Out in the duck blind. <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, thanks for coming over here, Dad. And I was You're welcome. Bit, you had to My pleasure. get over here a little bit late. But, guys, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we got lots and lots more stuff, like I said, coming in. And we want to thank you guys for tuning in, being the first podcast official for the MVM show. Looking to a lot more guests and a lot more shows. and a lot. I'm sure we'll have Dad back soon and talk about some many, many, many more stories. It's already been an hour and 18 minutes, which is fine. We're not, the show's not going to be based on, oh, we got to stop at an hour or two. It depends. Just we go if it's two hours, three hours, whatever it's going to be. But we're going to wrap it up for today. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you can, leave a rating for this. If you liked it, give it five stars. Um, I'm still new to the podcast thing, so I'm kind of learning what's what's the good and the bad and the ugly and what needs to happen. But uh, I truly believe that you guys are going to enjoy this show and what goes on here. So don't forget to tune again. We're going to have these every single week. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one. <laughs>